With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. baby it's here i'm joined by benjamin ferris king ben how are you cj it is uh it's good to be a world champion sir i'm doing good you said braves were gonna choke like atlanta always does not this year 2021 world champions this is also los bravos also i do not bet on atlanta sports yeah well never been on the falcons no, okay, I did the Sunday, I and you know I did, but I did yep. it intentionally because I'm a Panther fan, so I put money on Atlanta just so the Panthers would win. I'm telling you, this curse, <laughs> may, okay, maybe since I put it out into the world, maybe this curse is going to break this weekend, but uh, this curse seems unstoppable. I am now 0-12 betting either for or against the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. It, it, it's absurd. Seriously? Seriously, 
in 2020, all you had to do was bet on Atlanta to choke, and you would have made money. I didn't do it, my friend. I, that I mean, was my I, Sunday there, tradition. There were, well, there were games I bet against Atlanta, but whenever I did, they would cover. Mm. So, I, I don't know. It's weird. That, that um, Dallas game, I wish I had thrown some money on that. Mm. It's still one of my favorite favorite games from last year. Would have been good. What a weird week <laughs> of college football we had. Um, Definitely. It, you know, the Penn State-Ohio State game, I think it was a lot closer than anybody anticipated. Ah. Um, Michigan looked like they were finally going to get a big win under Jim Harbaugh. And then... Pissed at, it away. In Atlanta Falcon fashion, they pissed it away. Man, um, well, hold on. I, I actually have some beef with this. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but there was a little a, bit of it. A little bit. I was at the Liberty Games. So I didn't get to see all of it. There was a fumble that was recovered for a touchdown, and it was clearly a fumble, and it would have been the difference in the game for Michigan. But the refs went back and looked at it, and basically recalled the whole play and took it away, and Michigan only got a field goal off of it. So I know. It's funny because the entire Wolverine like fan base turned on Harbaugh the second the game was over, and it was insane. But still, for someone who had like a vested interest in Michigan winning that game, very upset with the zebras and that that play call change. Yeah, I mean, I I think you can be. I mean, I think at the end of the day, Michigan had plenty of opportunities to win the game, and they they, they just did. didn't. Um, you know, stop I, the I, run. I, yeah, I, to, to me, if a officiating call was so big that it decided the game, you didn't deserve to win. It was a coin toss, right? If you win, great, but you didn't deserve to win. The refs didn't steal that game from you. You yep. stole that game from you. Um, so, I- anyways, and then, you know, we had Iowa. It, they definitely didn't have this game stolen. They went to Wisconsin, got their butts handed to them. So, I think we can officially say Hawkeyes, uh, playoff odds, com- gone. They're, they're done. Yeah, they're, they're done. Big Ten championship odds, I say, are pretty much done at this point as well. Um, you know, the Big Ten West at this point, Ben, I think I'd make the argument right now Minnesota is the best team in the Big Ten West. Yeah, and they have a tough game this week. So uh, I can't remember who they're playing, but I remember looking at it as I was picking and being like, ooh, wow, I may bet they against Illinois Minnesota. this week. Yeah, Illinois is not a bad team. They, Yeah, they've lost a bunch of games because they've been and dumb. They just but they lost to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a good team. No, no, I'm sorry, not Wake Forest. They, they just lost to Rutgers. I'm sorry, not Wake Forest. Well, then... Call me a fool, because Rutgers is bad. But you, you a fool? Like Nebraska and Illinois, they're on the cusp of like being decent, but they just look bad because of their losses. I feel like well, both those teams are on par. You lose by a bunch of points, you do look bad. <laughs> Very astute. When you, when you lose to Rutgers, you look bad. <laughs> well, when you lose to Rutgers, you look real bad. Yeah, I mean, when you lose to Rutgers, you are bad. They beat I, I Penn State win. nine overtimes. And then Penn State took Ohio State to the wire. They they beat Penn State the week Penn State went out. Didn't have Sean Clifford. He was there. He, he was. Played. He did not play in that game. Yeah, he did. I don't. I don't think he played against Illinois. I'm pretty pretty positive he didn't. 
I thought he was there. No, I, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think he played against Illinois. Um, I mean, at, at either rate, I, I mean, I, I don't think Illinois is a very good team. I, we'll, we'll talk about Minnesota a little bit later on the show, but. Um, so Ben, uh, had a rough week as he had Ohio state covering 19 points. Uh, uh that was so my pick of the week. Yeah. That was pick of bad. the week. He lost 35 bucks there. He did have wake forest minus 17 against Duke. We talked about it last week. Pretty much just pick wake forest as much as you want <laughs> or pick against Duke as much as you want. Rather Duke is absolutely awful. If you just picked against Duke every week, you'd probably have a win. Um, so Ben had 25 bucks on weight to cover 17. They did. Ben also had 14 and a half against Florida. This was Georgia he was betting on. And Georgia did cover it. They crushed Florida. Mm-hmm. Ben, I said last week that I think Dan Mullen is on the way out at Florida. And last week I felt like it was 50-50 that he's the coach of Florida next year. This week, I feel like it's 70-30 that he's not the coach of Florida to start next season. What do you think? Yeah. uh, I don't know where he goes or if he just gets fired. But people are turning on Dan, and his seat's gone from hot to a little bit on fire there. So uh, it's funny. When when you have to cancel all of your press conferences – this week because you can't take the heat from the press you might want to get out of the kitchen buddy yeah well i i thought it was interesting there was a story that came across today um rick neuheisel was on sirius xm's college radio show and said in regards to dan mullen i know dan and like him and respect him if he gets an nfl chance i think he'll take it i think he's tired of this at florida and i thought that was interesting that did not leak. That was not a conversation between Rick Neuheisel and Dan Mullen. Absolutely guarantee it. You know who leaked that story? The University of Florida. Mm. And why did they leak it? They don't want to pay his buyout for one. And for two, (laughs) they also would like to pit the fans against Dan Mullen. Because if they can do that, they will get a boot. Either an NFL team does hire Dan Mullen, maybe as an offensive coordinator or something like that, and then they don't have to pay his buyout fee, or they can get some boosters to come up with the buyout fee. But they leaked that. There is absolutely no nothing Dan Mullen would gain from having that story out there. Like like nothing, uh, unless he just thinks he's got so much leverage that he could get Florida to redo his contract because he's so upset about all the media attention he's gotten recently, which I don't think that's the case. I think Dan knows 500 at Florida is not going to cut it. Um, and the, the other thing, too, is if you look at Dan Mullen's winning percentage and compare it to um, Jim McElwain, it's not that much better. Like, it really hasn't been. Um, and if, Ben, if they don't win out the rest of the year, I think you could look at Dan Mullen's three years so far at Florida as a complete and utter failure to this point. I don't think he's come in and done what Florida fans expected of him. Last year was their most talented team, and they really didn't even compete for the conference. So th- this has not gone the way Florida fans anticipated it would go other thing i would add too is what is with these florida coaches getting burnt out i mean it happened to urban now dan Mullen's <laughs> three years in like let's find coaches who don't get mentally fatigued like this yeah well 
on Dan Mullen, he wasn't that great at Mississippi State. And then on the culture at Florida, like maybe just hire Tebow as your coach. I don't know, guys. Like, what are you doing? I mean, I, I don't know that I would hire Tebow as my head coach. But yeah, get him there. I, just I, make I him would... a Coach O type head figurehead person. They get some really good coordinators. I don't think that works. I think it only. I think they won a national in, championship. Okay, when you get the right coordinators, when a five-star quarterback transfers to your school, and when you constantly recruit five-star athletes, it works. But what has LSU been with the wrong coordinators? Not great. When you don't have consistent leadership, and I think when people look at a head coach and know, okay, that guy isn't really the go-to guy for the team. He's not really the one leading us in the locker room. I think that only lasts for so long. LSU winning in 2019 was a one-hit wonder with Ed Orgeron. They made the right choice letting him go. And I, I think Ed O is a great guy. But, you know, this situation down at Florida They've got to go find somebody. Maybe they bring Urban Meyer back. I don't know. But they've got to go find somebody that can revitalize this program quick. And the other piece of this puzzle, too, Ben, is Florida State is bad. Central Florida right now doesn't look great. Miami is bad. I would argue that the state of Florida right now, this is the time to take over the state. Florida should be dominating in every aspect because the rest of the state's bad and they're not. So it's a big, big problem. Um, Let's move on to another game real quick uh, before we get too sidetracked. Michigan was a a four-and-a-half point favorite against Michigan State. Ben had the Wolverines minus four-and-a-half. Lost, so did not win that one. Ben did have a stroke of genius last week. And I said on the show... I thought this was one of Ben's best picks despite being biased. Auburn minus three against Ole Miss. And he only, it was his low confidence pick. So only put five bucks on Auburn. And they did beat Ole Miss. Crushed so, them. Yeah, yes, they did. So that was a well, great pick by Ben. Ben made out last week with 10 bucks. So he started off with 100, end of the week with 110. Congratulations, Ben. Um, yeah, I, I want to thank the line train for uh, always gambling on fourth down. And uh, giving me this win and the money. So thanks, Lane. That's Maybe listen to your analyst the first next time. time. You've said that statement on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Both for betting on Lane and betting against Lane. Uh, now, my week uh, wasn't bad. Uh, I did lose out on my lock of the week as well. Not a great week for a locks of the week, Ben. I thought Iowa's a three and a half point dog to Wisconsin was an easy one. Did not work out. Wisconsin rolled them. Not a great game at all for Iowa. Their season over. Wake Forest was at home against Duke. Wake Forest was a 16, 17 point favorite. They crushed Duke. Had 25 bucks riding on the Demon Deeks. It worked. Um, I went a little bit off the grid. I can guarantee you this. Ben? I may bet on the Atlanta Falcons again at some point. There is one team I will never, ever bet on again for a myriad of reasons. One, But the biggest of which is I'm probably never going to mention them again on this podcast. UNC Charlotte. I bet on them as a 17.5 point dog against Western Kentucky. They did not cover. One of my dumbest bets ever. I had 15 bucks riding on the 49ers and they lost. We'll never bet on UNC Charlotte again. That's over. Now, I Good did... Year. Row the boat with P.J. Fleck and took Minnesota as a seven and a half point favorite at Northwestern. That worked at twenty bucks on the Gophers. They won. 
And then lastly, I had Mississippi State minus one against Kentucky, and they crushed Kentucky 31-17. Um, by the way, I said the game would be 34-31. I thought the game was going to be a lot closer than it was. Mississippi State just rolled on. I only put five bucks on it. So all in all, I started with 100. I ended with 100. Not the way I wanted it to go. But you know what? It's even money. It's okay. All right. Let's do... My computer hopefully is not freezing. Let's do our week 10 rankings. Ben, like I told you, before we get into our week 10 rankings, I want to yes, read sir. the college football playoff rankings real quick. Oh my gosh, what a terrible joke. Oh, I loved it. Did you? Yeah. No, they're, they're, no. I, I thought the rankings were perfect. Um, I'm going to read off the top 10 because honestly, I think if you're below 10, you stink and we don't really care <laughs> and it's okay. Um soon as I get it pulled up here. The only thing I didn't agree with was I, I think I probably would have had Oklahoma ahead of Michigan, but that's okay. Um, so here's our top 10. This college football playoff rankings. Georgia 1, Alabama 2. I think Ben and I are probably both going to be consensus on that. Yep. Michigan State 3, Oregon 4, Ohio State 5, Cincinnati 6, Michigan 7, Oklahoma 8, Wake Forest 9, Notre Dame 10. Now, aside from the fact that they got it, I mean, just beautifully right putting Notre Dame in the top 10, such these <laughs> people are so smart to rank the Irish up there. But aside from that, I didn't have any issue with Cincinnati being ranked 6. And here's why. When you are a group of 5 team, you have to play beyond a shadow of a doubt in order to prove to me you belong in the playoff. You can't have a weak week. You, you, you cannot have a week where you play like crap against Navy. You just can't do it. And Cincinnati, yep. their past couple of games, they've not looked like a dominant team. They struggled at times with Tulane. They struggled with Navy. They struggled with Indiana earlier in the year. And I get they did beat Notre Dame. That's awesome. But the thing is, is it, and I don't care about who. I mean, there's all this talk about who had the better loss. I don't care. I care what are you at your absolute positive best. And as much as I like Notre Dame, I think today because of how young Notre Dame is, if they played Georgia, Georgia beat them by 40. I think Notre Dame played Alabama, they lose by 40. I think the same thing if they played Ohio State, they lose by 40. So we saw Cincinnati at their best. And then we've also seen them the past two weeks struggle against inferior competition. That's not enough for me to put you in my top four. Now, the Oregon stuff, I'm not a big fan of it. I think the reason they did it was they want to be able to say on the field results matter, and they didn't want to rank Ohio State above Oregon. But, I mean, I've watched Oregon play. They had a really great game going into Ohio State winning. But, I, I mean, other than that, they looked really, really so-so this year. And I didn't really care for Michigan State being up there either. But I can live with it because they did just get a big win against Michigan. So, that that's okay. Other than that, though, I didn't have any issue with the way they did these rankings. I thought it was perfect. I think the fact that Ohio State, yes, I know they lost to Oregon. But Oregon's not looked good since. They lost to Stanford. And they would put Michigan State in above Ohio State 
and then put Oregon in the middle, I thought was kind of a, not how I would have ranked it. Um, yeah, definitely I mean, I... think shitting on Cincy is fine. Like, I understand why they're doing it. Right. But still, like, they beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's in the top ten. So, if you're going to give the same treatment for Oregon after beating Ohio State, who's also in the top ten, and then losing to a really pathetic team out of Stanford, why would you not do the same thing within, like, Cincinnati? Because they're not Power Five. I, I mean, I... I think the reason you do it is because, again, you you are at an advantage being a Power 5 program. And that I'm okay with. I don't know why anybody ever pushes back against that. If you're a group of five program, you should be at a disadvantage. You get to go play Tulsa this week. <laughs> like, you get to play at Navy where there's maybe 20,000 people. Like, do you realize Alabama this week is going to play LSU? And Alabama is expected to trounce them? You know how many fans LSU is going to have? Way more than Navy. I'll just go and throw that. And this is Alabama's reality every single week. So, yeah, they they get a nod. Ohio State, I give a nod to them over that. Now, I don't necessarily like them being above Oregon. If it were me, I'd probably have Ohio State three or four because I've watched Ohio State play. I think they're the third or fourth best team of the country. But yep. I am okay with it. Um, I, I do think the on-field stuff matters to an extent. You had a chance to beat Oregon, second game of the season. It was at your stadium. You scheduled that game at home, and Oregon went in there and beat you. You're They are a different team now than they were then. Make no mistake about that. But the fact is, they still lost that game, and that has to account for something. So I I didn't agree with it, but I didn't think it was atrocious either. And I think the reality is, is I think most of these teams really control their own destiny as well. I mean, it's it's all going to work itself out. I, I don't think, you know, if Cincinnati wins out, and if they crush teams the way they should the way a top five team of the country should crush Tulsa, then I think they'll get in. <laughs> but if they go out and they struggle, then, I mean, the, the committee has every right to say you don't deserve to be in the playoff. And, I mean, Michigan State, I I don't really care for them to be in the playoff. But at the same time, they did just beat Michigan. If yeah, they go Mel Tucker, Ohio, coach of the year. Well, he probably is. If they go into Ohio State on November 20th and they win, and then they beat Penn State on November 27th, they absolutely deserve to be in the playoff. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to have two losses by the end of the year. <laughs> so I don't see them getting in. But that's what I'm saying is all of the stuff, it's going to work itself out. It's not an atrocious ranking. I was fine with it. I I still don't like where Oregon I, – I would not have ranked it that way. I'd have Cincy and Ohio State in the top four. And then the other ones can kind of fight it out. But, but how, the, how far down would you have had Oregon, though? Like seven. I just so don't. they've got Oregon three spots higher than you'd have them. Is that? Well, so here's the thing. If you had Power 5, Pac-12 teams uh-huh. versus non-Power 5, whoever since he plays you're probably going to have about the same wins and losses on either side of the ball. Like, the the Pac-12 is not good. No, not at so, all. So, 
the discrepancy across like Power Five, just because you're in a Power Five conference and have the money, is is a little ridiculous. If you have a team of elite players who are doing good things and beating good teams, like and undefeated, I don't know. I in Cincy's case, it should work itself out, but Oregon has to lose now. Again, which they very well could. They lost to Oregon State last year for no reason and still won the Pac-12. And Ohio State and Michigan State are going to lose one of the two. So, I mean, maybe Oklahoma jumps them. Oklahoma, who almost lost to Kansas. You want to talk about playing poorly against bad teams? Well, Oklahoma's not. I mean, Oklahoma's not in the top four. They're not even close. And again, I know, but they could easily they could easily jump them though, right? Don't you think? An undefeated Oklahoma Big 12 champion? Well, I, I think if both go undefeated, Oklahoma probably will get the nod. And and honestly, they, they should. Yep. But, I, I mean, th- this is the thing, though, is I think the committee is being honest with you. I think the committee is saying, we looked at Cincinnati, we looked at Oklahoma. Cincinnati at their best is a better team than Oklahoma at their best right now. I'm, o- mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I don't I care too. about... If you you can have, I mean, the whole point of having a playoff is we're going to give you one blemish. You can have one loss. That's okay. I'm not going to compare who had the better loss. I think that's stupid. Like I'm going to compare you on your worst day. The reality is, is when we get into the playoff, these final four games, nobody's going to have their worst game of the season in the semifinal of the college football playoff. They're all going to be playing their best. The coaches get extra time to prepare. The kids get extra time to rest up. So I don't care what are you on your worst game of the year. It doesn't impact things for me. I look at you, what are you on your best day of the year? And how does that compare to everybody else? Cincinnati's best day of the year, and it was a good day, was at Notre Dame. That's awesome. But Alabama's best day of the year is blowing out everybody in the SEC, not named Texas A&M. George's best day of the year is they just destroyed Florida. They destroyed Tennessee. Like, I I prefer that versus Cincinnati just squeaking by Notre Dame. And then if you struggle against teams like Navy and you struggle against um, Tulane, I've got now consistent games where you're not playing very well. That's a problem. One one game, I'm not going to penalize you for. But when you have consistent bad games and your best of your best is not as good as other teams' best of their best, I'm I'm not going to give you the nod for that when you're already at a disadvantage. Yeah, you have I just to hope be this... above reproach if you're Cincinnati. No, I completely agree. I hope this lights a fire under Cincy. Just to well, we'll beat, beat the devil out of teams. It's the same thing with Central Florida a couple years ago. Yep, you, true. When you're a group of five team, you have to be above reproach. I don't care that Central Florida beat Auburn in a bowl game. They C- won the national Central, champion. Well, Their own. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but Cincinnati had multiple games where you're going, that does not resemble what a top four or five team should look like. Right? Yep. I, I need you every single Saturday to be popping off the TV for me to put you in there. Right? It, it's like it's like literally if you were to have like a musical show and you have like 10 people who are already like record label artists and one person nobody's ever heard of, that one person who nobody's ever heard of better be pretty darn good if they're going to beat up these other 10 that we know. Would- Can't just be okay. It just be good enough. No, you better like jump off the TV. Right? Would you say Oregon is jumping off the TV though? 
I, I would say going into Ohio State and winning is jumping off the TV. Yeah, that one game. That was their biggest game of the year. And again, their best of the best. They went on the road yeah. to Ohio State one. That's their best of the best. Okay. I can see with that logic where you're at. So it makes sense. Um, all right, so let's get to our top ten. So we'll start off with number one. Ben, who's your number one? UGA, undefeated dogs, number one defense in the country. Oh, Georgia. You know, for a second, I thought you said a UVA is in University of Virginia, <laughs> and I no. was really struggling to figure out what we were talking about. No, uh, University of Georgia, UGA. These are college football uh, playoff rankings, not college lacrosse, Ben. So Ben go. has Georgia number one. I also have Georgia number one. I think this has been the most consistent team the entire year. I, I would even say, Ben, at this point, they're on a different level than Bama. Do they beat Bama? Do they win the championship? I don't know. But right now, I, I like them better than anybody. Here's the crazy thing. Georgia doesn't have – they have a walk-on quarterback, and they're still crushing teams. Mm-hmm. That's how good they are. Well, that, that tells you they're so good at every component of the game that they can do that. Yep. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Number two is Alabama. Uh, One of the most talented teams in the nation. Had one minor scuff up, but still looked very good in that game. Number two team. Yeah, I mean, I would also have them here at number two. And I think it's funny. People are always like, you can't rank Alabama number two based off of previous years. Well, why why can't I? Like, can I really not reward a team for having the best coach in the history of the game? Like, why? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. That's a competitive advantage. Well, yeah, a a little bit to have Nick Saban as your head coach. Like, if Nick Saban quit Alabama tomorrow and goes to coach Cincinnati, they would be in my playoff. Like, (laughs) immediately. (laughs) It's Nick freaking Saban. Like, yes, that's an advantage. Um, And they they struggled against Tennessee. Okay, uh, you know, they struggled. They only won by 28 points. They only scored 52 points. Yeah, what, what a struggle Alabama had. You know, if that is Alabama struggling, I'm okay with that level of struggling. That looks a whole lot better than... Is squeaking by Navy and squeaking by Tulane. So, yeah, Alabama, my number two as well. Number three, I've got the squeakers, Cincinnati. Bearcats, get them in. I don't have them at number three. And my number three is in the same state, though. I am taking Ohio State at number three. I think this is one of the most explosive teams right now in college football. 
I know they struggled for a little bit against Penn State. I think that's okay. Ben and I were talking about it before the show. That was Penn State's game of the year. They gave their best effort in that game. So and this is another thing. Ohio State, for for that game, it's a big game. It's really just another game for them. And so for them to go into Penn State and to really out-hustle them in the fourth quarter, which is what happened, I think that tells me everything I need to know. Ohio State looks fine in that game. I'm going to keep them at number three. Yep. I had to punish Ohio State for uh, my pick of the week going under with that Penn State game. So uh, they're at my number four right now. But you're right. A very explosive team unless they play Penn State for whatever reason. Yep. You got number four. four. uh, That's Ohio State. Oh, so you got Ohio State number four. Okay, so my number four will stay in the same state of Ohio. It's Cincinnati. (laughs) <laughs> Last week, I dropped Oklahoma to five and put Cincinnati at four. So I'm going to tell you my number five, it's Oklahoma. It's really the same logic. Um, I need to see Oklahoma do something to prove to me they are better right now than Cincinnati. They have not proven that. Okay, And I know Oklahoma's power five, but Oklahoma every single week, it's just like you're holding your breath that they get their crap figured out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of where this team's headed. I don't feel like they're a playoff team. Um, Cincinnati, I don't feel like it, they are either, but they at least do have that win against Notre Dame, and I at least have enough confidence in Desmond Ritter that the offense gets things figured out soon. So Cincinnati for Oklahoma 5. Ben, who's your number 5? Yeah, I had uh, Michigan at this spot, and because of the, uh, whatever that Lumberjack Challenge or whatever it is, uh, Paul Bunyan, that's what it is, the Paul Bunyan Challenge. Lumberjack Michigan Challenge. State, whatever. This is the same thing. You know, Michigan, they don't have much going on up there. It's just kind of gross and snowy and, you know, lions. Uh, Michigan State, Mel Tucker, Coach of the Year. I've been saying it for like six weeks. Uh, Michigan State, number five. My um, number five again is Oklahoma. My number six is Michigan State. Um, I I loved what they did this past weekend. I think it's a really good win. It's not, again, it's not enough for me to be convinced that this is a playoff team because I don't necessarily know how how good Michigan is yet. Michigan's in my top 10, so I think it's a good win. But you're at home. You struggled most of the game. You were getting blown out at one point. Glad you came back, but... I don't feel like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, or Cincinnati would get blown out at any point in the game against Michigan. So I'm not going to put Michigan State ahead of them. I'm going to keep them at six. All right. At number six, I have Oklahoma. And uh, reason being, it's funny because we keep flip-flopping these teams. But Oklahoma is like a Jekyll and Hyde situation, man. I don't know which... Which uh, team is going to actually come out on the field or which play, which team is going to be on the field? It's crazy. Uh, at number seven, I have Oregon. So, uh, Duck sucks, but, you know, they're uh, one loss, and it's a bad loss, but they did beat Ohio State. So, got to keep them in the top ten for now. Uh, my number seven is Notre Dame. Um, I, I just think Brian Kelly is so much of an edge. And now I feel validated after the college football playoff, put them in their top 10. I feel like, you know what? I've been right all along. They they are not a playoff contender. 
And I think nope. any of my teams at 8, 9, and 10 could jump Notre Dame at some point. But I don't think you can deny the level of consistency they have. And as long as Brian Kelly is your coach, I think it keeps them in every game they're in. It's a really competitive team. They're going to be in my top five to start the year next year. I'm going to tell you that. Notre Dame number seven. All right. Number eight, Wake Forest. The ACC's only shot to make it in. Demon Deacons, baby. Number eight. Yeah, I'm going to tell you now, I don't have Wake Forest in my top ten. We can talk about <laughs> later, but I don't have them in my top ten. Uh, my number eight is Oregon. The win against Ohio State, super, super impressive. It's why I don't have the an issue with the committee putting them in their top four. But at the same time, I've seen Oregon at their worst. I think they're capable of losing one to two more games before the end of the year. So I'm not buying this team quite yet, and I don't have a lot of respect for the coach. So Oregon number eight. You ready for this pick, CJ? Notre Dame. Number nine, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish. They don't lose again this year until their bowl game where they will definitely lose to whoever they play in the New Year's Six Bowl. They're going to crush Auburn. Um, I'm going to take it number nine. <laughs> I, just I hope we don't play Notre Dame. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, at number nine, I've got Michigan. Listen, I'm not going to drop them out of my top ten because they went to Michigan State on the road and kept it within a field goal. And if you honestly believe that Michigan State should be anywhere in this top ten, then going on the road to Michigan State should be worthy of something if you keep it close, right? Like, we we know this rule. Vegas gives home teams a three-point edge for home field advantage. That's kind of the starting line, right? If you have no home field advantage, it drops to two. If you've got a great home field advantage, it goes up to four. So Michigan State won by, what was it, three, Ben? Yep. Okay, so on a neutral field, these two teams should be dead even, right? So if that's the case, why would I not rank Michigan in my top ten? Again, I still have my doubts about Jim Harbaugh and his ability to win a big game, and I've been the biggest Jim Harbaugh defender for the past several years. And I'm not even saying I would fire him at all. I don't buy that argument. But at the same time, Ben... I don't know if this is a true playoff contender because I don't think they can go beat Ohio State. I will put them at number nine, though. Yeah, I uh, I have a, a member on my team who was on, like, the Michigan dance squad, and she's a big Michigan fan, and she's talked to all of her friends. Apparently, Michigan State people come out of the woodwork when uh, when they win a game. So uh, <laughs> she she heard from all of her Michigan State quote-unquote friends and uh, talk to some of our Michigan friends. She doesn't think Harbaugh is going to be around if, if they can't beat Ohio State. She says he's gone. I, so, uh, I don't think so. I think that's. I think a lot of fans want that to happen. I don't think the administration thinks the same way. Michigan, their fans are very, very um, – it's the word I'm looking for. Fans are very, very passionate. Okay. Yep. Not quite nice as much as it. an SEC team, but they are very, very passionate. The administration is far more focused on the academics of the school and the standing of the program than really anything else. Not that winning doesn't matter to them, but it's very similar to UVA. If they can get to 9 to 10 wins a year, Michigan is happy. The administration is. I don't think they would fire Harbaugh because he has been very consistent. I know he doesn't win the big games. I know it's frustrating as a fan, 
but I think the administration is okay with it because as long as the academics are good, as long as the standing of the school is good, they want to keep them around. The last thing they ever want is a situation like Joe Paul or mm. you know a Hugh Freeze thing. Michigan's yep. got in a very, very elite standard they have set. That's true. Yeah, so as long as you have someone with decent character. And you know what? I think Joe Paul was great. Sandusky was a really crappy thing that happened to him and ruined I, his... I don't disagree. Like, but it looked bad on the tough. school. It did. You're right. Yeah. You're right. No one wants that, especially the Big Ten, where they're so prideful. Um, so. I have Michigan at number 11. And so my number 10, who beat a team in your top 10 last week, the mighty Auburn Tigers. Oh, wow. I got to tell you, Ben, I wasn't too far off from putting them in my top 10. Yep. I don't like, trust uh, Bo Nix, though. Well, he's played two of his best games of his career yes. back-to-back. He, he almost looks as good as Malik Willis the past couple of weeks. Um, He's not as mobile, but he's definitely, like, Brian Harson and the development that Bo Nix has had this year has been second to none that I've seen at Auburn in the past decade. The one thing I will say about Bo Nix that I like, that I think Harson is doing and Malzahn never would, I think Harson a few weeks ago figured out I'm going to stop being so regimented with this kid and I'm going to give him some independence in the pocket and let him just get creative and kind of operate on the fly. And I think under normal circumstances, that would not be a good idea. But it's worked really, really well with Bo Nix just kind of running around, making (laughs) stuff happen. And it's stressful as hell to watch, but it works. I mean, it's worked. Um my number 10 is Oklahoma State. I like to look at teams. After you lose a game, how do you respond? And I know it was against Kansas. I get it. But they went to Iowa State. They lost by three. They had every reason in the world to have a hangover game and not lose to Kansas, but not blow them out either. They came out last week. They looked like a top 10 program. They blew up Kansas 55 to 3. I also think the rest of their schedule leading up to that end of the year game with Oklahoma is all wins at West Virginia, home against TCU, at Texas Tech. And then they do get Oklahoma at home. Ben, I think Oklahoma State, if other things shake out, I think this is a team we need to pay attention to. They're a dark horse for the college football playoff, in my opinion. I wouldn't pick them, but I think they're a dark horse. Yeah, well, isn't Baylor a dark horse, too? Baylor. I don't know that I'd say Baylor is. I mean, I mean, I'd say Ohio State, or not Ohio State, Oklahoma State and Baylor are pretty par. Pretty on uh, par. As I mean, Baylor state. lost to Oklahoma State by 10. Also, Baylor's best win is against BYU, which was at home. Um, Baylor's not played the same schedule Oklahoma State has played. Mm. Yeah, the head-to-head. You're right, but as far as like talent-wise, I don't know. I'd I'd still keep them pretty on par. All right, so there is your top ten. Uh, so let's move on to our picks. So Ben, your first pick of the week. But let's, yes. let's remind everybody kind of how we do this. Okay. If you haven't been listening for ten weeks, we start off <laughs> with a hundred. What's that? I said welcome. Yeah, welcome, first of all. I mean, you know, we wait till 41 minutes in the show till welcome to the show. <laughs> Just 
just like a normal podcast would. That's so right. welcome at 41 minutes to the podcast. Uh, but the way we do our picks is each week we start off with 100 bucks. We can use that 100 bucks however we, however we wish. Uh, sometimes we lose all $100. Sometimes we don't. Um, so, you know, and whenever we bet head to head, Ben generally wins, but it won't happen this week. We'll talk about later. Um, so there's your rules of how we do this. So Ben, your first game. Yeah. So I don't have any game that I feel just super confident on. So, uh, the past couple weeks I've had, yeah, the past couple weeks I've had like a big all in money games this week. I'm doing 20 bucks across the board. Okay. So, uh, my first I think, juicy, by the way, I feel really good about my first game. Do you? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I, <clears throat> my first game was going to be Ohio State and Nebraska, but I found a really good one. But I think I'll save it. My first game, that's got a tease, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my first game, Missouri at UGA. So, UGA, number one defense in the country. Scoring defense and yards per play allowed. They're facing a Missouri team whose offense is not great, but, you know, they do rank within, like, the top 30, top 40 as far as scoring offense and offensive yards per play. So the line here is UGA minus 39.5. So Vegas is saying UGA will beat Missouri by 40 points. And I just don't know if that's going to happen. So I think it will be a smackdown, but I don't think Missouri's going to just roll over. I'm saying give me Missouri with the plus 39.5. UGA wins 44-7. You know, when Ben leads off the week picking the Missouri Tigers... You know he doesn't feel confident about his picks. That's a first. Um, all right, my lock of the week, it's usually my first pick of every week. And I got to tell you, I hate that it's my lock of the week. I'm going to be at this game. But Ole Miss minus 9.5 at home against Liberty, this is one of the best locks I've had all year. Um, and I've had this game circled all year because it's one of the biggest games in Liberty's history. Yep, Hugh Freeze coming home. Yeah, I also love the dynamic here between that and Ole Miss has this game sandwiched between Auburn and Texas A&M, which to me at the start of the year, that looked like a real opportunity for Liberty. Problem is, I thought Ole Miss was going to beat Auburn. They didn't. They're coming off of a loss to Auburn now, and they've spent the past week pissed off. Now they also get to come home. They're is some tinkering with this line because Matt Corral has been banged up. Mm-hmm. He'll play tough. And, you know, more, more important thing is, though, even if he doesn't play through this, Liberty is one of the worst offensive lines in college football. <laughs> and that's the bigger issue. When you have a more talented team with bigger, more athletic players and then behind them, they can leverage motivation because they're pissed coming off of a loss. You And then they get to come home. You take that every single time you get that combo. I've never bet against that combo. So Ole Miss coming home, they're a nine and a half point favorite. I think they're going to cover against Liberty. I might have to leave the game early. Is it Ole Miss that throws the pea sponges? Who does that? 
No, that's LSU. LSU. You'll be okay. fine. Ole Miss, they're the nicest people. Go to the Grove, hang out, drink some beers, like enjoy the the college atmosphere. You're going to have a great time. Okay. I'm excited about Also, that. they are red, white, and blue, just like Liberty, so you won't even stick out that much. Well, we, we did discuss that Liberty fans are wearing navy, Ole Miss is wearing red. So it's it's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So if you see navy... Well, no, I'm serious. <laughs> Ole Miss has on the website, we're red. Liberty put on their website, we're blue. So we've, okay. we've come to terms. I guess it is a nice fan base. If you can come to terms on what each fan base is going to wear... I'll take that. I was a little scared. Yeah. Ole Miss are some nice fans. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover this one, though. 34-17. If they get pissed, I'm going to say, you got to go listen to Moneyline. I picked you guys to win. 35 bucks <laughs> on the Rebels to win this one. 34-17. Ben, your yeah, second pick. That is a great go pick. Um, look, Ole Miss is a good team, and Liberty's not bad, but they're not Ole Miss caliber of, yeah. like, just scoring every time they touch the ball. And I... Highly doubt Lane Kiffin's going to have to go for fourth down much uh, this coming weekend. So should be a pretty good bet there. That's a, that's a great pick. I should have picked that one up. Um, enjoy the game. Um, sorry that you're going to get blown out. I'm excited. It's my first SEC game. Nice. Should have been at Auburn. I invited you to come when uh, Auburn played Liberty a few years back. We did win 55 to nothing. So... Uh, Probably wouldn't have been the most fun thing, but I'm actually glad I didn't go to that game. (laughs) Would have been tough to watch. Um, All right, my second game: Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons, undefeated at UNC, a team that has slipped under Mac Brown's leadership. Uh, Wake Forest. Here's this is a story of offense versus defense. Wake Forest has the number five offense in the country for scoring and the number nine yards per play. You get in a shootout with Wake Forest, Wake Forest can come out on top, and I think that's how this game plays out. They are a two-and-a-half-point underdog versus a number 100 scoring defense and 91 allowed yards per play. UNC's defense is not great. I think that in a shootout, Wake Forest overcomes that two and a half points. Not only am I taking them to cover, but I'm taking them to win. Wake Forest stays undefeated. Go Demon Deacons. Um, this actually this is on my list. It wasn't going to be the next game I talked about, but I'll switch things up here since you just did it. Um, so this line doesn't make a lot of sense to people. UNC minus two and a half. How could four and four UNC be favored against eight and no Wake Forest? Here's the thing. Never try to determine who's a better team when betting a game. Vegas does it for you. And I'm going to trust the guys in Vegas to tell me who the better team is way more than I'll trust myself to figure it out. Because those guys get paid to build those casinos. So they're telling you who the better team is, right? So if Wake Forest has been on a roll and they're in the college football playoff argument, why is UNC favored by two points? Personally, I think it's just because Vegas doesn't trust Wake Forest. Their best win is against Army or UVA, right? Neither one of those teams I would argue is great or really even good, maybe okay. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> I don't have to like UNC, but this idea that Wake Forest is like a top five program or anything like that just because they've beaten eight teams... I don't buy that either. And if Vegas is saying UNC should be favored, I'm not going to disagree with them on that. So I get a Wake Forest team where the stock is at its premium, right? You're paying a premium to get Wake Forest stock. And I get a UNC team that people loved at the start of the year, and I'm going to get them on a discount. I'll take that all day long. I'm putting 20 bucks on the Tar Heels to win a close one and end Wake Forest's undefeated season, 27-20. Tar Heels get the win. Ben and I go head-to-head again. I will win this one. Nah, just like always, I win the head-to-head. So uh, we'll we'll make sure to shout out who did. Okay, well, who's next your next game? Week. Next game, Tennessee Volunteers. At the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky is coming off of two straight losses. One to UGA where they lost 30-13. And then an embarrassing loss to Mississippi State 31-17. to Now Tennessee, they uh, had some embarrassing losses as well. But to much better teams. Losing to Ole Miss where they just covered the ground with mustard bottles and golf balls. And then lost to Alabama, uh, where they doubled their score. So, this is a toss-up game, and Tennessee is a one-point favorite. But I'm going to look at it statistically and try to figure out who's the better team here. So, Tennessee's offense is number 18 in scoring versus Kentucky's defense, which is number 33. So, they get the, the edge there. Then, yards per play... Tennessee's offense is 39 versus Kentucky's defense allowing yards per play of 45. So Tennessee gets the nod there. Then when you look at Tennessee's defense versus Kentucky, Tennessee's defensive scoring is 71 versus Kentucky's offense, 78. Tennessee gets the lead there. Tennessee's defense and yards per play allowed is 36 versus Kentucky at 60. So in all four categories, Tennessee is the better team on paper. Tennessee's the favorite. I think they cover the one point. Give me Tennessee to win. Yeah, I got to tell you, Kentucky's been reeling the past couple of weeks. Um, And Tennessee, at points this year, has really, really looked like they're on the right path. Um, I didn't pick this game. Simply because I think when a team that's been good at one point starts losing, 
at some point when you bet against them, you're betting at a premium, and at some point they become discounted. I, I I'm not saying we're at that point yet with Kentucky, but to me, I'm a little bit cautious of betting that one just because I think that's where they're trending. So I don't like teams. I don't like betting against teams that have been trending down because at some point. The, the stock bottoms out and they start trending back up again. When is that point for Tennessee? I, I don't know, but it's going to be an interesting game regardless. Um, so my next pick is Washington is at home against Oregon. Oregon is a six and a half point favorite. Now I've been really, really bearish on Oregon. They just haven't beaten teams the way a championship contender should. But when you see your logo in the first college football playoff rankings, that is huge for a team that's been borderline. Now this locker room gets ener- energized. They view themselves as a playoff contender. I think that's a big deal. And then Washington's been awful at times. They started off the <laughs> yep. year losing to Montana. Like, it, it's been a bad, bad year. So, like, a touchdown really doesn't feel like a big number for a team that should be a playoff contender to to be to win by, right? Like if Oregon goes into Washington and this is like a field goal game, I'm dropping Oregon immediately. I don't think that's going to be the case. So I'm going to take the Ducks to win 40 to 28 and cover the six and a half points. Yeah, I don't think the Ducks lose to Washington. I've really got to circle the Beavers, man. Oregon State, last game of the season. They're the That will be a blast. I'm yes, I'm sir. circling that one. I'm going to call that game too. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Oregon just continues to uh, to chug along. Yeah, I've got 25 bucks on the decks there. Very nice. Uh, my next pick is NC State, the Wolfpack, at Florida State, the Suckanoles. So uh, Florida State is three and five this year. Uh, with some incredible wins over UMass, Syracuse, and UNC, who's going to get beat by Wake this week. So uh, Florida State is a bad team. And if you look at it, uh, same thing with like my Tennessee-Kentucky pick. Uh, NC State has the better offense and defense. Some call-outs on NC State's defense Number six scoring defense and number 31 in defensive yards allowed. Also, if you look at NC State's schedule, they're six and two. Who they lose to? They lost to Mississippi State, a team that is actually okay in the SEC, and uh, who beat the crap out of Kentucky this past week. And then Miami by one point because. They just. I was watching this game. It was sad. Uh, NC State just made some blunders and let Miami actually win a game. So uh, that won't happen against FSU because FSU is not a good team. I think that NC State as a two and a half point favorite is an easy pick because they could win by a field goal and I'd still win. However, don't worry about that. They're winning by 15, 35, 20. Give me the Wolfpack. Yeah, I I think NC State is one of these teams that is capable of any week just performing at a really, really high level. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's a bad pick at, at all. Um, I mean, the, in, the 
ACC's complete crap. Florida State's been complete crap. Two and a half points to go into Florida State and win. I don't think that's a bad bet at all. Um, now, okay, so my next two games are my low confidence games of the week. And you're going to notice something here that I'm doing. The first three games I gave you, which are my high confidence games of the week, every single one of those lines is under 10 points. My next two games, both lines are over 10 points. So the line, the bigger the line, especially if I'm going to pick favorites, the lower my confidence level is in that game. So in this game, Minnesota is a host to Illinois. Minnesota is a 14.5-point favorite. It's a big number. That's when my confidence is low. Um, but I went with P.J. Fleck last week, and it worked. I'm going to do it again this week. Minnesota's rushing attack is dominant now, and the easiest way for a team to cover a big number is to have a dominant running game. Why? Because generally a dominant run game means you're a physical team, and physical teams tend to beat inferior opponents. Illinois has also been blown out twice this year, once by Wisconsin, the other by UVA. Anybody think those are great teams? No? Mediocre? Nope. Maybe? I think Minnesota's far better than either one of them, and they're going to get Illinois at home. Let's row the boat for a second straight week. Gophers win it 38-17. Row the boat. You know, I I do love the way P.J. Flett can control a game. Yes, so So uh, definitely think you're right there. Um, the, the fact that Minnesota is doing so well after losing their starting running back first game of the year and just a heartbreak loss to Ohio State, where they, you know, keep him around, maybe win that game, uh, is just incredible with, like, mm-hmm. the development, the talent, the recruiting. P.J. Fleck is the man. So, uh, yeah, good good call, good pick. Good pick last week, good pick this week. Um, I'm going to listen back to this and, like, do a 10-game a parlay on all of our picks here. Make <laughs> here some serious money. Hey, good luck with doing the parlay with UNC and Wake Forest since we disagree, though. Oh, that's right. I'll leave that one out. Nine-game parlay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, my last game is a big one. It's a top 15 matchup between UNC the- Charlotte? No, they're not ranked. No. Who? <laughs> Who? The number 13 Auburn Tigers at the number 14 Texas A&M Aggies. I have a feeling where this one's going. So, the nation is actually split on this one. 57% goes towards Texas A&M as far as the betting goes. Uh, it's a little bit higher with the matchup predictor at 62.5%. Uh, right now, Texas A&M is a five-point favorite. Both teams are six and two, and guess what? They have a opponent that they have both played, and that is Arkansas. Arkansas beat Texas A&M twenty to ten. Auburn beat Arkansas thirty-eight twenty-three. Pretty significant difference there. Yeah, maybe it was a different Arkansas team. Not sure. But there's your head-to-head matchup in the closest thing that we have in comparison right now. Uh, Another point is just the way that Auburn's been firing on all cylinders. 
Uh, Texas A&M, yes, they have the 12th man. Yes, they beat Alabama in their stadium earlier this year. That was their game of the year. Don't expect that same type of tenacity this game, especially with it being 330 on CBS. Texas A&M has the number five defense and the number 13 defense for yards allowed per play, and that's against Auburn's offense, who ranks number 26 and 31 in yards per play. On paper, Texas A&M has the edge, and I agree that on paper that's what it looks like, but you can't count out this tenacity from the Auburn Tigers. The development that they've had, the role they've been on, give me Auburn to cover that five. Not picking the money line, but it's going to be close. There you go. I like it. Um, I did not pick it. I tell you, that's probably your low confidence game of the week, too. Uh, I did 20 across the board, so I kept I did it that way. 20 across the board. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But uh, I feel pretty good about this. I feel that Auburn can keep it close. I don't know if we can win it, but I think it's going to be a three-point differential one way or the other, which gives me money either way. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to bet this game, I think you have to bet the number. So a number of four and a half basically means Texas A&M needs to win this game by a touchdown, right? Yep. If it's a field goal game, Texas A&M could outplay Auburn field goal game then that's an Auburn's favor. Another thing is, again, think about a three-point home field advantage, maybe four since it's A&M. So Vegas is telling you these teams are essentially even on a neutral field. Do you believe that? I don't mm-hmm. know. But I think if you believe that Auburn's a little bit better than A&M, it's a great bet. Um, all right, so my last game, Miami is hosting Georgia Tech. Miami is a 10.5-point mm. favorite. Uh, by the way, both Minnesota game and this game, I've got 10 bucks. So Miami has covered four of their last five games, and Georgia Tech is 0-4 against the spread in their last four, and 1-5 against the spread of their last six road games. So I don't nice. love this at all, but I do love the number. Remember, bet the number, not the team. Miami was a 9.5 point favorite, and now the line is 10. Miami has one win this year. By more than four points. Ben, would you like to guess who that's against? Mm. It's a team with the last name Blue Devils. <laughs> Duke? No, they haven't played yet. Central Connecticut State. What? Oh, it tricked me. I did. And Georgia Tech has one loss by more than eight points to Pitt. A team that has been ranked and can be incredibly explosive when they play at their best. Also, I think Miami's value is way inflated because they simply beat NC State and beat Pitt. So now they're going to get 10.5 points. Also, despite the game being in Miami, they virtually have no home field advantage. So I get that going for me. Hurricanes are the better team. But this number is too big for a Miami team that doesn't cover big numbers. And for a Georgia Tech team that really doesn't lose by a lot. So Miami's going to win it, but 28-21, I'll take Georgia Tech in the 10.5. You're going against trends here, though. You're going against the trends. Well, I want to go against the trends. That's where the money is. Okay. It's like when you buy a stock, you don't want to buy it at its peak. You want to buy it when it's down, right? Buy it when it's going up. 
Well, it, sort yes, in theory, yes, you do. <laughs> but you, the idea is you want to buy it when it's low, right? No, I got gotcha. It's all about the price that you get in at. So I feel like I'm getting Georgia Tech here at a really good price because Miami's value is way overinflated. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like even Minnesota, I'm getting them at a good price because nobody's paying attention to them. Like, I think if people were truly paying attention to Minnesota, they look at them and go, well, crap, that's a top 15 team. But nobody wants to acknowledge that because they started off the year with a loss to Bowling Green after they lost their starting running back, right? Yep. Well, the one thing about this team that is absolutely recovered, the running game. They ran for 300 yards last week. So I like to look at what is the value of a team. Now, if Minnesota covers against Illinois this week, I'm probably not going to bet them the rest of the year because then I think their value is probably peaked. But right now, I feel like I'm getting good value. Same with Georgia Tech. Same with uh, UNC. I feel like I get good value. So I'll take those teams. Nice. I think I'll leave that Georgia Tech call off of my parlay. But the rest of them, love it. Ben, as an Atlanta native, has a unique insight to how Atlanta sports are terrible. <laughs> uh, world champions. They are Most bravos. There you go. All right, there's our Week 10 podcast. Ben, any thoughts? Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, week of college football. I actually had trouble picking which games I wanted to call this week because there's a lot of good ones. So, uh Another good, we're in the meat of the season. Another good college football weekend. Better enjoy them because, honestly, we're in week 10. We only have a couple more left. So uh, enjoy them while we got them. Uh, enjoy the Grove. Go get get some good barbecue. Uh, is there good barbecue there? Yeah, man. Memphis. You're going to be right next to Memphis. Like, oh, that is barbecue's true. so good. You got you to gotta eat barbecue at least twice. You're there for two days, barbecue twice. Yeah. I'm go, excited. Go ask just, some Ole Miss people so, for some free barbecue. They'll give it so to you. They're super thought. nice. The game starts at 11 a.m. Um, Mississippi time, right? Okay, Central. So my original flight, I had scheduled to come back on Sunday. But I realized Delta has a flight that leaves at 5.15. By the way, I'll be, I've got a hangover in Atlanta for like three hours. Um, so I'm going to try and have a hangover in Mississippi at, too. No, that's true. Um, layover, <laughs> not a hangover. Layover. Um, I'm going to try and drive from, uh, from Mississippi to Memphis at 2 o'clock, get to the airport by 3.30, and then leave at 5. After the game? Yeah. You're not going to enjoy the atmosphere? Okay. Dude, I want to get home. I got two-year-old. Nah, I got gotcha. you. So. All right, there it is. There's your Week 10 podcast of Moneyline. Have a good night. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.